It's study time, y'all. Welcome to Smart Poker Study. I'm your coach, Sky Matsuhashi. Let's get you learning and taking action. So I'm really excited about today's episode because I just absolutely love helping my audience with issues that they know they need help with right now, right? The things that are affecting them right now. So today's podcast, uh, the theme of exploiting the loose aggressive players, it comes from a recent email conversation, some back and forth I had with Brian M., who is a Poker Forge member. And by the way, it's Brian with an I. Very important distinction for Brian M. here. Uh, he let me know via email, right? But He's having issues with playing against loose aggressive players, whether he's in position or out of position. It's really tough for him because he's constantly facing their aggression and folding versus their aggression, or maybe making calls when he shouldn't and giving them too much value, right? Um, in our emails back and forth with this Poker Forge member, uh, I just I gave him a ton of help, right? So today's episode, it's a condensed version of our back and forth email discussion where I gave him a load of strategies, all the things that I love to do versus loose aggressive opponents. So let's make sure you're doing as you should and start taking action. So I want you to whip out that poker journal, just like Sheriff Bart. Excuse me while I whip this out. (laughs) And to help you take really good notes, please visit today's show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod three four seven and you get a full transcript of today's episode all right no more chit chat let's get to it gambate what do you see we cut the chit chat a hole loose aggressive players play exactly as the name implies they throw chips in with a ton of different hands so they're loose obviously and normally they put in chips as bets and raises rather than checks and calls of course so they're aggressive For your average tight aggressive player, these lags present a big problem. As a tight aggressive yourself, and I assume many of you are, you know that bets and raises often equal a strong hand. Well, lags try to use this idea against you. Their goal is to force you to fold with lots of preflop open raises and postflop bets and raises. If you fold, great! They took down a simple pot and now it's on to the next hand. And if you call or re-raise, their hope is that you do this at the wrong time. You think they're bluffing, but they now have the nuts and can get maximum value due to their laggy image. So how do we take advantage of these ultra-aggressive players who like to push us around? I'm going to answer this question through three different parts. Part one is about your position in relation to the lag. Part two is about playing pre-flop against lags. And part three is about playing post-flop against them. So first off, part one, your position against lags. Now, lags love to use position to make things incredibly difficult on you. You know that position gives more information in the hand, and as soon as you check on a street, you've given them information. Now, sometimes your check is expected, like maybe you called preflop from the big blind, and obviously you're going to check it to the razor. Most of the time you do. So this expected check isn't necessarily a sign of weakness. But if you check the flop and they check behind, they now showed a little bit of weakness. If you then check again on the turn, you've shown even more weakness. You've checked twice, and you've checked one of those times after they've shown weakness. So now you are the weakest one. Well, from an image standpoint, you're the weakest right now in this hand. Now they're going to use their aggression to take the pot from you. Now, positional advantage, it's given to whoever sits on your left whether they're a lag, a tag, a knit, or a whale. 
But the worst players to give this advantage to are the lags. They're the ones that are most likely going to 3-bet when you open raise preflop, and they're the ones that are going to bet when you check or raise when you bet down the streets. You're making poker harder on yourself with a lag on your left. Now I have two tips in related to position to help you take advantage of lags. Tip number one is to play against them in position. With position comes more information, and more information leads to more positive EV decisions. You want to choose your seats and your tables wisely. Leave the table, or change seats if you're allowed to do that, uh, when you have unfavorable position against a lag. I want you to think back to every table that you've had a hard time with. Most likely, you had a competent and loose aggressive player to your left, or maybe more than one. You want to make poker easier and increase your profit potential by having position on those lags. And tip number two is that if you choose to play with a lag on your left, you must expect aggression from them. Plan for it before you make your preflop decisions and for each of your postflop decisions as well. If you bet, expect a call or a raise. If you check, expect a bet. Then the question becomes, what will I do when the lag makes that expected aggressive play? Alrighty, part two is preflop against the loose aggressive players. Aggression normally comes in one of two forms preflop from a loose aggressive player. They either open raise or they three bet uh, or greater against you. Occasionally, you'll find the loose aggressives who love to limp raise. That's not as frequent as the other two, of course. Also, sometimes you'll come across lags who like to do a lot of preflop calling, but they utilize postflop aggression. But for the most part, a lag is aggressive both preflop and postflop. They see the value in open raising and three betting a ton preflop, and they see the value of C betting, raising C bets, check raising, donk betting, and probing postflop. I'll get to all that postflop stuff in just a little bit, so let's continue with the preflop talk right now. Uh, when it comes to preflop, we're mostly concerned with loose aggressive open raises and three bets. It is critical to know where your loose aggressive opponents love to three bet from. Now, this is easiest for online players to figure out, because hopefully you play with a HUD with plenty of stats on it. Now, right now, I'm thinking specifically of three different opponents I routinely play against. One of them loves to 3-bet in the cutoff and the button, and their 3-bet percentages in those positions range from 10 to 12%. I have another loose aggressive opponent. They love to 3-bet out of the blinds. These are their bluffing opportunities. And this player's 3-bet percentages are also between 10 and 12% in the blinds, though. And a third loose aggressive I play with, they love to 3-bet specifically out of the small blind, and their 3-bet percentage is 13%. Now, this player, I assume this is the way they play, right? They love to use the worst position at the table to appear ultra-strong, and they take down a lot of pre-flop pots with that small blind 3-bet. Now, this same player, they have a high 2-bet call percentage out of the big blind. So they treat that full 1-big blind when they're in the big blind as a discount on calling. But they treat that ugliest position at the table, the small blind, as their perfect opportunity to bluff you off your hand. The first two players I mentioned, the 3-better out of the cutoff and button and the 3-better out of the blinds, they have 3-bet percentages, a total 3-bet percentage at 8%. But the third player, their total 3-bet is only 3%. They appear to be a value 3-better only. But unless you look closely, you would never notice their proclivity to 3-bet from the small blind. 
And this reminds me of a fourth loose aggressive opponent I have. They use smaller three bet sizing for their bluffs and they go bigger for value. Now this makes it super easy to exploit them, of course. And it's not just three bets where you can get a sense of where the lags like to bluff. Two bet percentages by position are critical as well. You'll find some loose aggressive players who open maybe 15% uh, from the middle position and early position, but suddenly it skyrockets to 30% in the cutoff, 60% on the button, and maybe like 50% on the small blind. Positional awareness of your opponent's tendencies is critical when you're dealing with lags. Now, I actually have five tips to take advantage of your loose aggressive uh, opponent's pre-flop. Tip number one is if you're choosing to go post-flop with a lag, maybe you're going to call their three-bet or you're calling out of the blinds, you need to know what kind of post-flop situation you're getting yourself into. Are you going to be in position or out of position? Is it just heads up? Is it multi-way? And also pay attention to the stack sizes involved. And start looking right away at your opponent's post-flop tendencies. Think about the kinds of boards that can come that will help their range and which ones help your range. You want to also know that because they have position or not, but oftentimes those lags do have position on you, you can expect bets when you check to them down the streets. So expect the bets and plan for those bets. Tip number two is to call preflop with tight ranges that can be ahead of many hands the lag is aggressing with. So that's a general rule in poker is that you need a smaller range to call than to raise. This helps to offset the betting initiative advantage that your opponent has post-flop as the pre-flop raiser. Now, tip number three is to know which exact positions your opponents like to open raise bluff and three bet bluff from. If you see any two bet or raise first in stat over 20% and for sure over 25%, they love to bluff from there. If their three bet is over 7% and definitely over 10%, that's their three bet bluffing position. So when you suspect a loose aggressive is likely going to 3-bet bluff you, you have three options here. Option number one is to tighten your range so that you can better defend against them. So if your normal open raising range from a given position, let's just say it's 20%, you can cut this back to 12 or 15%. This is going to remove some of those auto-folding junk uh, hands from your range and make it so you can profitably defend more often. Now, option two is to keep your same range, but call the 3-bet more frequently. This is much easier to do if the three bets are coming out of the blinds so that you have post-flop position against this loose aggressive player. If you know your opponent can three bet with ace-four offsuit, maybe jack-ten suited and pocket fives, you can start calling more frequently with uh, ace-ten suited, king-queen suited, and even pocket nines or pocket eights. Now option number three is to keep your range the same, but put more value and bluff four bets into it. So hands that you would normally call a three bet with, Maybe those are like pocket jacks and ace-queen suited. Now you can value 4-bet with those hands, especially if they can call with worse hands like pocket 10s, pocket 9s, or ace-jack. You can also add some more bluffs this way. If you're adding those 10 combinations of pocket jacks and ace-queen suited, you can also add 10 combos of bluffs. So maybe you want to add pocket 4s and queen-jack suited for 10 bluffing combos, or you can even use some blocking power with 8 combos of suited aces like ace-5 and ace-4 suited. Make sure you also review your opponent's 3-bet, then fold to 4-bet stats before you decide to add more 4-bet bluffs to your game. Now, there isn't a single best option of those three I just mentioned. It really does depend on the loose-aggressive opponent that you're facing and the other players at the table. 
But these are your options, and you can experiment with all three to see which one suits your style of play the best. And here's tip number four for pre-flop taking advantage of loose aggressive players. You must take note of every showdown hand that uh, that you found where they 2-bet bluff or 3-bet bluffed pre-flop. Every showdown gives you such a wealth of information, and seeing as how players don't often change their stripes, their prior showdown hands give a great insight into their bluffing ranges. So you want to take note of the hands that they play and the positions they played them in. If you've seen 7-6 suited as a 3-bet bluff hand in the past, you can assume that they're going to use it again, as well as similar hands like 6-5 suited, 8-7 suited, and 9-8 suited. And tip number five is to take note of any sizing tells with the hands you see at showdown. If you notice min 2-bets and min 3-bets as bluffs, great! Utilize this information to exploit them in the future. So today's episode is hitting the airwaves on July 1st, just in time for my special PokerForge 4th of July deal. So here it is. Until Monday, July 5th at midnight, you get 40% off for the first four charges and renewals at the PokerForge. That's right. So if you join the PokerForge.com monthly, you get 40% off your first month, third, or <laughs> second, third, and fourth month as well. If you uh, sign up as a quarterly member, you get 40% off the quarterly charge, which is already a discount itself over the monthly. But anyway, uh, 40% off the quarterly for the first quarter, then the second, then the third, then the fourth quarter, equaling one entire year at 40% off. What a crazy deal. And I'm doing it for the 4th of July. It's my 40% for four payments deal. To find out more, and of course, to join, go to thepokerforge.com right now, and I'll see you on the inside. Alrighty, let's go to part three post-flop against loose aggressive players. Now, lags with too much post-flop aggression are capable of spewing a ton of chips in poor bluffing situations. These players play way too many hands pre-flop, so they get to the flop with wide and weak ranges. Because wider ranges hit the board less frequently, they often feel forced to use aggression to bluff you off your hand. Their value to bluff post-flop ratios are all out of whack. They're just bluffing way too many hands down the streets because it's the only way they can win the pot. This over-reliance on aggressive bluffing is what makes post-flop so unprofitable for lags, especially if you're calling with narrow ranges. Some lags know to attack foldy players with aggression, and other lags just throw it out there willy-nilly. You want to consider the type of loose-aggressive player that you're up against, and if they're smart with their aggression you're going to find less opportunities to bluff raise them. But you will have more opportunities to bluff bet against them after they check a street or two. Now let's get mental real quick. Many loose aggressives have a mindset weakness in that they tilt and they spew chips really easily. They love aggression, and when it doesn't work, they can tend to try and force the action even more in an effort to get you to fold. And I love it when I see a lag lose half of their stack or even a full stack with pocket aces or pocket kings. This is a sure sign that some extra aggression is coming really soon. So here are four tips to take advantage post-flop of loose aggressive players. Tip number one. Because you get to the flop with tighter ranges that are more likely to hit the board, you can withstand more post-flop pressure from the wider ranges that the lags play with. They are betting and barreling their draws, their marginal hands, and their complete bluffs. 
So you can call down the streets with second pair and weak top pair hands. And you can also call with your best draws when the price is right. Because sometimes these lags, you know, they're bluffing, but they have a crap hand. Maybe they're only going to commit one quarter of a pot. Maybe they're only going to min bet in a 10 big blind pot even. When the price is right, you can pay. And occasionally, you can raise to get them to fold their hand with your own draw. Alrighty, tip number two. Before you click to check or bet on the flop, have a plan for the loose aggressive opponent's reaction. Ask yourself, what will I do if they bet? Or what will I do if they check? Your answer should be to fold, call, or raise, depending on their bet size, their range, your hand, and the board at the time. Another question you can ask yourself is, how do I approach the turn if he calls me on the flop? Well, you're betting right now for value or as a bluff. The turn card can make your hand even more valuable or even more worthless. Uh, It can also add some sort of drawing power to your hand. So ask yourself, will you double barrel or check? If you check and he bets, what are you going to do? You want to start game planning on the flop for potential turn cards and actions. And if you make any type of play on the flop, and you're surprised by your loose aggressive opponent's reaction to it, you did not think through your situation enough. Tip number three here, pay attention to their post-flop stats. Now you want to look at, of course, their flop, turn, and river c-bet stats, also their fold to flop, turn, and river c-bet stats. And it's really good in your HUD pop-up if you can view this in position and out of position as well. Your opponent might be more aggressive when in position, or fold more when out of position, or maybe they treat them the exact same. Their stats are going to give you insights into how you can take advantage of their post-flop tendencies. Any type of betting stat over 70% is clearly indicative of a bluffer. Other stats like raise c-bet if it's over 15%, or even check raise if it's over 15%, are signs of bluffing aggression as well. And the final, tip number four. Against an opponent who's tilting or who I expect will tilt soon, I am definitely tightening up my range in an effort to get to the flop with a strong or potentially strong holding. If I have any type of top pair hand against a tilting loose aggressive player, you can bet that I'm staying in until showdown unless the board comes super ugly like a 4 flush or 4 to an easy straight. Challenge! Here's my challenge to you for this episode. In your next three play sessions, Focus on the loose aggressive at your table who you have position on. Ask yourself, how can I take advantage of this lag on my right? I gave you plenty of tips on how to do so. Now start experimenting with them and tag hands for a later review where you face off with your intended loose aggressive opponent. Now it's your turn to take action and do something positive for your poker game. Oh, that's it now. Get out there and be somebody. Alrighty, poker peeps, your learning is not complete until you go to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod347, where you're going to find a transcript to the entire episode, plus a few links for you to check out. One of those links, of course, is going to take you to thepokerforge.com, where you can take advantage of my 4th of July 40% off for four payments deal. First month, 40% off. Second, third, fourth month, 40% off. If you want to become a quarterly member, first, second, third, fourth quarter, one entire year, 
40% off each and every time. This is one of the best deals I have ever given. So if you're looking to turn yourself from a losing player to a winning micro six player, or maybe a break even to a winning or a slightly winning to an incredibly winning player, you've got to join thepokerforge.com right now. You have until uh, Monday, July 5th at midnight to sign up and get this deal. Until next time, take action both on and off the felt to become the player that you want to be.